Welcome to episode 80 of the Power 5 Podcast. We are the podcast that takes a topic and we rank it. Thank you for tuning in once again this week. And on this week's episode, we rank things we need to vent about. Joining us this week is Colin, Todd, and Enzyme. And unfortunately, Christian's keeping the wife happy by taking her to an anniversary dinner buffet at Pizza Inn. He actually told me that he's having an extra slice of the chocolate chip pizza tonight. But anyways, my name is Kevin, and we've got a cool guest joining us this week, sports journalist at Chef Junior Productions and YouTube.com and Outkick.com, Mr. Gary Sheffield Jr. Chef, welcome to the pod, sir. What's going on, fellas? It's weird being introduced. It's it's so weird. Yeah, but um, I'm happy to be here. What's going on? Glad to have you here. Yeah, man, we're excited to have you, right? Ranking things that we need to vent about. But before we do that, you know, I feel like you need to to give us some World Series thoughts right now. We got that going on, Astros, Phillies, obviously. You got anything to say about Yankees and the Lakers as well? I mean, what's what's going on in that world? You know what? I feel like the Yankees haven't done enough in the off season. Um, I know a lot of other fan bases, fans, they get upset at that because they hear it and they go, well, we would take what you have, but I try to keep it in the perspective of a Yankees fan. And we expect the best. We expect to win. And I can't get mad at the Yankees losing. So right now, obviously I'm not a fan of the Astros. I don't hate the team, but I'm rooting for the Phillies right now. I feel like most of us are, I don't want to get my hopes up because I know Houston can rake. They can put up runs with, any team in major league baseball. So, well, I'll, I'll jump in and say this. So we re- recently ranked our top five most hated sports teams. Astros made my top five. All right. Yeah. Phillies actually made my top five, but the Astros, man, I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what I it can't is, pull but for the Astros. I'm not Just pulling for October, them. Man. Obviously we're big Braves fans here on the podcast. Love, love our Bravos. Some but, of us are. Um, yeah, that's right. Todd, you like the Dodgers, man. You like the Dodgers. I forgot about that. So we'll excuse you for that, but you are pulling for the Phillies over the Astros. Is that correct? Oh, 100%. I mean, there's no way I can pull for the Astros. Yeah. I'm all Phillies as well, Kevin. I mean, they just, uh, it's tough pulling for them, but Got a couple close Phillies friends, including Christian. So, uh, and and I think it's the best division in baseball right now. So, it gives a little love to the NL East. So, go Phils. And Colin's a big Bryce Harper fan too. Listen, I'm not a Bryce hater. I'm not. Oh I mean, no! Listen, I thought I, you were. I heard a I heard a D Rope Mark DeRosa podcast on Eric Burns probably uh, seven eight years ago, and he he had a lot of love for Bryce, and they played together in DC when Bryce was first coming in and he spoke very highly of Bryce. So it, it made me respect him a little bit. Unpopular opinion here, but Enzyme's not a real big baseball fan, period. Oops. Sorry. It's not American. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's a little bit disrespectful to announce that on the pod, man. I know you like breaking it down there. So we'll, we'll uh, excuse you. you no, know, I, I just keep it real. I mean, I just, Oh man, you got Gary Sheffield seniors son on the podcast with one of the most sweet timing mechanisms in all of baseball history or whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm assuming that was just those little timing timing thing is the pitcher's about ready to pitch, but man, saying you don't like baseball with a sweet guess like this is uh that's a little bit messed up inside. I know it's, it's whack here. I am. All right. Oh, you're good. It's all entertainment. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, listen, man, ranking things that we want to vent about tonight, this could get Interesting for sure. Christian did give us a little bit of of a vent that he actually had, and it happens to be about the Phillies. So, what's going on, Potter and family? Really miss my pod fam tonight. 
even though it is my anniversary. And, you know, we're talking about the subject on, you know, what we want to vent about. And I guess my first rant here is, is who schedules a podcast recording on Christian's anniversary? Come on, guys. You got to know better than that. You know, I'm expecting my flowers, my chocolates, my balloons to my front doorstep any day now. Just kidding, guys. All in good fun. Uh, really missing the chef tonight, but I did want to give you guys one of the things I want to vent about, and it has to do with baseball, which is great that we're having a guest like Gary Sheffield Jr. tonight, and uh, I'd be remiss if, you know, I didn't ask him about his dad's little little bat stance there where he flips the bat forward, and man, I used to do that as a kid, so shout out to Gary on that one, not Gary Busey like Todd would say, but fellas, what I want to vent about is I get a lot of beef for liking two teams in the same division, even on this podcast here. Uh, you guys know I was born in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Family's still up there until I was about five. Moved down here, grew up. We had the Greenville Braves, so naturally you become an Atlanta Braves fan. It's just what happens. But I've never given up those ties to Philly, which are on my dad's teams, my family's teams, my cousin's teams who are up north in the great north. And as many of you also know, if you listen to the pod, go back, listen to one of our season one episodes with the MLB Network, ladies. And I talk about Bryce Harper, who is my favorite baseball player. Now, I never pulled for those Nationals teams, but I said if he signed for Philly, this boy was going all in for my home team. And what do you know he did? And what do you know he's in the World Series? So what I want to vent about is I think it's okay to like teams that are in the same division. I actually think it's okay to like teams for certain players. You know, I think there's some people that are very purist about certain sports and you can't like one team or the other. I mean, it's not like I'm rooting for the Yankees or the Mets or the cheating Astros right now, guys. So I wouldn't say that I'm liking the team that's on top. I have ties to those teams. That's why I like these teams. I like the Miami Dolphins because my wife's from Fort Lauderdale. I think that's okay. You know, I'm not liking Carolina and Clemson. I'm not liking Duke and UNC. I do like Southern Cal and you guys know that, but My rant, what I like to vent about here, is it's okay to root for two teams in the same division. Interested to see if uh, Gary Sheff Jr. feels the same. Anyway, go Phillies. Rain delay last night. Hopefully, we get this thing back on track here and win the World Series. Love you guys. See you next week. Say goodnight, Kevin. Anyways, before we get to our venting topics tonight and what we're going to rank, we got, Chef, I want to go through a little bit of a lightning round that we like to toss our guest away. Last week, Maddie Kroll was on our podcast. She said she felt miserably on the lightning round. Um, I wouldn't say she felt miserably, but there were some, some, some questions that she took a little bit of time to actually answer. But, man, just top of the mind, no right or wrong answers. But here we go. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Favorite baseball player not named Gary Sheffield. I'm going to go Tony Gwynn. Oh, I love that. Tony Gwynn, to me, was just really the gist of why the steroid era, right? I put that in air quotes. Not only were balls leaving the ballpark, but it it seemed like people were making adjustments. Like it was a thinking game. Whereas today, it's like everyone just shows up and they're trying to just put the ball in the seats. And if it doesn't go your way, they just kind of walk back to the dugout. It's very slow pace. And in 1995, when Tony Gwynn's on the field, I felt like every day you were going to see something that would entertain somebody. Man, and and he he was just a genuinely good guy, right? Easy to pull for. Come on, those sweet retro Padres uniforms. My goodness. Love those. Those were pretty sweet. Yep. All right, here we go. Next question. Favorite cereal. Oh, you guys are going to hate me for this one. Fruity Pebbles. 
Oh, and, uh, oh, those are banging. Not bad at it. All right. I'm how about this? Uh, favorite little Debbie cake? Never had them. Oh, my Whoa. goodness. Whoa. Wow. All right. All right. Hey, that's that's, that's big time right there. Uh, I do recommend your, yourself having a Christmas tree little Debbie cake as we get okay. into the holiday season. I would recommend that. It's our all most right. popular episode of all time. For it the is. Record. It little is. Debbie's. Numero uno. All right. Who is going to win the NCAA football championship this year? Um, you know, I can't really say because I don't watch too much college football. But, you know, your guess is good as I mean, your guess is much better than mine. Right. I don't watch too much college football because my hot take is that college football players should have never been paid. Oh, well, like and this. and um, I really I loved the idea of, well, these guys can't be poor coming into college and then making all these people money. That made perfect sense to me. That made sense. But what really turned me off as a fan of professional sports is I was trying to venture into the college game, but I'm looking at it. And I'm like, the innocence of college football makes it so beautiful. And now it's like people are showing up in fancy cars, um, you know, in a mink with diamond chains on. And I'm like, if someone gave me half a million dollars at 19 years old, I'm not this innocent kid anymore. All of a sudden, that whole dynamic between me and my coach as an amateur, that whole thing changes. So that dynamic that was there is now gone. And what little of college football I was watching, I'm no longer watching. So I can't even honestly give you a prediction there. All right. I saved some for the rankings. Colin may end up uh, quitting the pot over that one. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Here we go. Hey, the biggest weirdo. All right. Biggest weirdo. This was la this was uh, our episode that we released on Halloween day. So uh, biggest weirdo. That could be a people group. That could be an individual. Don't hold back. The biggest weirdo in sports. Oh, anything, anything, man. I'd probably say Moises Alou. Oh, <laughs> was that was not expected that no, because right. people yeah people really think that that was a myth that he was peeing on his hands no he legitimately was peeing on his hands oh that's and, weird and that's wow. something i played baseball so when i was playing in high school i didn't use batting gloves until college well when i was playing without batting gloves you would obviously develop calluses on your hands and at first they would be super raw it would actually affect how you play but over time, Moises Alou, he did this his whole career. So what he decided was the best way to heal his hands was actually urinate on his hands. And I, I thought it was the most bizarre thing. I mean, I would never consider it. That's uh, that might be, he may make the list on weirdos part two. If we ever do a weirdos part two episode, definitely my goodness. Love that. All right. Favorite movie. Oh, Top Gun. Ooh. Oh, Top, Top Gun was so good. The OG. And like no, original? I'm actually going the new one. The number two, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. In... All right. Favorite musician or musical group? I'm going to go Prince. Oh, dude. Solid. Like that. Yes. Love it. All right. Hey, here we go. Disney World. Yay or nay? No. <laughs> no. All right. Here we go. Go to order at Chipotle. So I get pinto beans, brown rice. I actually build my burrito. So I get the bowl because otherwise they're messing around with your portion size. So I just go ahead and have them make me a bowl. 
I get a tortilla on the side. I get brown rice, pinto beans. I do barbacoa and I let them put the barbacoa on the plate first before I tell them I'm getting double. Because if I tell them I'm getting double meat, they give me a quarter of the portion size. So by the time that barbacoa hits my plate, I go, oh, you know what? Let me do double chicken. And they go, oh, okay. And it's just piled on there. I do the red hot pro sauce tip. on the side. And I, I put tip. my roommate on this and he practically died. So, <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. Dude, and then Honestly. half the time they probably forget that you got double, right? Uh, I kind of believe in karma. So every once in a while they're fooled, but I tell them. Well, that's, that is a good, good man to do that, man. And they probably, in my opinion, have the best guac of anybody. Love it. I got three more here. What's your low golf round? 73. Oh my gosh. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite, yeah. <laughs> favorite mascot. It could be any league. I got to go with the pioneer. That's the sun's gorilla. The sun's yes. gorilla to me. Yes. I used to go to games in the early 2000s and that's when like he's banging on the drum dude he's amazing he was peak entertainment and that's kind of what you see you see it with the fanatic in philadelphia all that stuff really stemmed from the gorilla everyone was so excited about the gorilla i used to want to go to games as a kid because of the gorilla not because of the basketball i didn't want to go to see tom gugliata so the gorilla was part of the entertainment and so so yeah, maybe there's been a couple more entertaining as the years have gone on, but I got to go with the OG. Man, my man bringing out Tom Gugliotta, Moises Alou. Tom I know, right. Knight. I mean, just straight up <laughs> retro vintage. It's fantastic. Classic. All right, here we go. Last question here. We're going to get to our events. Celebrity crush. My fiance. Hey. Uh, hey, 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 correct answer. Hey, smart hey, answer. Hey. Smart answer. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right. Thank you for participating in lightning round. Fantastic answers. Looking forward to getting into our events, guys. We've got Todd leading us off. Enzyme second. Chef is third. Colin fourth. And I'll close this out in the five hole. Let's get to it. Number five. (laughs) Hey, let me set the stage for you. You are at a Mexican restaurant. You're hanging out. Man, you're just sitting there and you're smashing some chips, you know, Uh, just sit down. You're starving. And here's the thing that gets me, something I want to vent about. The waiter comes up and takes, you know, you think they're bringing you a bag of chips, but actually what they do, they come and take your basket of chips with, you know, you got probably 10 or 12 more chips in the basket. You're not quite done with that. And, you know, that kind of just drives me crazy, right? Why not bring in a fresh basket of chips before you take the other basket with some chips left in it? And same thing with like when you're eating your meal and you've got like three bites left on the plate, maybe you're sitting back having a conversation and then the waiter comes up and just takes your plate before you're done done eating so something that you know i just want to vent a little bit about is just taking my my plate or taking the chip basket before it's empty anybody else feel that i feel you yeah i feel you on that man come on i mean yeah i don't want chips if i have chips left there's no need just let me finish my chips and then you know bring me some fresh ones or leave the ones and just get a fresh bag of chips with the ones I have left. Let me have two baskets. Why can't I have two baskets? Hey, I'm with you on that, buddy. There you go. All right, for me, my number five coming in, I'm sitting and I'm looking and reading, whether it be uh, social media or wherever, and these people go off on their rants or they're complaining about something, and there are the incorrect use and spelling of homophones. I mean, come on. 
whole and whole. You have to know the difference between one is a whole pizza and one is a hole in the ground. Okay, W-H-O-L-E or H-O-L-E. If you don't know the difference, where were you in English 101 or just ninth grade English? How about middle school English? But people who don't know how to use homophones, especially there, there, and there, I mean, T-H-E-I-R, there. It is people, a group of people. T-H-E-R-E, it is somewhere. And then you have the contractual T-H-Y apostrophe R-E, they are. I mean, if you're going to rant or if you're going to post something on social media, please spell it and use it correctly. All right, sorry, vent over. Full transparency. I didn't know that's what they were called. If I did, I, <laughs> I had no idea. Not. Wait, 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 wait. What are they called? Homophones. I didn't know that. I didn't either, man. Never heard it until he said it. If uh, if we were to go on Bovada and there was a prop bet for when will the word homophone be used on the Power Five Pod podcast? Is it going to be on episode eighty uh, over or under? I mean, I'm taking the over on that all day, right? I mean, or or let's say the prop bet was eighty one. I'm taking the over on that, and the daggum under just hit for homophone. <laughs> There you go. You know, I mean, I guess I'm just still oh, American. I don't know. Listen, man. No, uh, I just can't. I can I can't. tell you something. There's two things I got to say about that. Number one, Colin's coming in crystal clear yet again. Love the mic, man. Sounded good. Had some listeners give some feedback on that. Number two, I don't even remember what I – oh, yeah, yeah. You were clearly mild about that, DJ. Oh, so sorry. I'll, uh, I'll tone it down next time. <laughs> All right, Chef, man, you're up. All right. So something I got to vent about, I've been talking to a few friends. Um, This is over the years in Arizona. I don't know how much traveling you guys have done to AZ, but we've got the best steakhouse in the United States of America. And that is steak 44 and ocean 44. They're basically brother and sisters. I send people to this steakhouse and I tell them it's expensive. So go on a special occasion. They'll go and tell me they love steak. Now, this is butcher's cut Wagyu. This is a $145 steak. I tell them to go get, right? This is a special occasion. They go again, well done. Oh, come on. Oh, just stab me, man. They get the damn thing well done. And (laughs) I always tell people, the only thing I can accept from a stranger is medium. If you get medium rare is ideal, but... I can accept that someone can taste how good a steak is at medium. If you get it medium well or well done, you should just go to Taco Bell and get the beef with cheese on it because that's still good, but this is no longer steak. That is correct. You have a leather. I'm looking forward to hearing Colin come in with a thought on this because, you know, I know you've got some really particular food takes, but I don't think we've discussed how you have your steak cooked. How I have my steak cooked, Kevin, is preferably salmon, if not salmon, chicken. And if neither one of those options look good, I will go steak, but it is typically medium well. So, salmon's a good choice. Come on. Do you throw ketchup on that? No, no ketchup. Oh, that's good. At least you don't do that. (laughs) I'm not hating on it if you do, but 
Chef, you know where I thought you were going? You were, I thought you were going to say, Hey, listen, I recommend this restaurant. These people were saying, Hey man, where, where can I come and eat in your hometown? Tell me where I got to go. And you give them the restaurant recommendation. You tell them exactly what to order. And then they don't even get what you've told them to order. They get something completely off the grid and then complain about it. That's where I thought you were going. Yep. Yeah, no, that drives me nuts too, but no, I'm with you, man. All right. Nice. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. For me, there really wasn't a huge criteria for me on this. I kind of lean things that were recent to me that had kind of popped up. We've obviously done uh, some pet peeves before that could kind of, you know, blur into this a little bit, but just recent things that have been top of mind. So some of you that know me know this, I'm kind of I'm in a sales type role uh, professionally. So uh, LinkedIn is something that is very important uh, in my line of work. I don't know if, if you guys have LinkedIn or if you're familiar with it. But anyways, what really, really gets on my nerves is you get a, a connection request from somebody you have no idea who they are, which is fine. It's, it's a business networking tool. But within about three minutes of accepting that connection, you get a copy and paste sales pitch DM. Can't happen. I mean, like there's there's no originality to it. There's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's no specific aspect of it targeting me. It's just, hey, do you have an interest in this? Or can we help you do this? And I'm like, no, you can't. And I get it. Like you got to try to, you got to try to reach out to people and build businesses, but have a little bit of individualness to it. I don't know. I can't, I can't quite hit the word I'm looking for there. Somebody help me. But no, no, this, the specific to me, like specific to me, Personal, like not individualized sales pitch. There you go. There you go. Know. Just not a copy and paste message. The new it, version of the cold call. It sucks. It, it just, if you look at my last 20 LinkedIn DMs, I guarantee you 19 of them are like that. Adrian.com slash the power five Number five. <laughs> All right. Hey, I like that, man. I'm not on LinkedIn, but you know, that sounds stupid for sure. So yeah, that's a good call. All right, here we go, guys. Guys, have y'all ever heard of the quarter life crisis? I know you've heard of the midlife crisis. Have you heard of the quarter life crisis? All right. So one of my favorite authors, a guy named Tim Elmore talks about this, talks about, you know, everybody gets a trophy nowadays. Parents don't let kids fail. Parents fighting kids' battles all the time, right? I mean, I'm a dad. Todd, you got kids. Enzyme, you got kids. Chef, I don't know if you got, have kids. Do you have kids? No kids yet. I'm actually getting right. married next year, though. So I'm kids about. should be close Congratulations. By. Congratulations. All right. Thank if you need a wedding it. DJ, I'll be available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sales pitch right there. Um, anyway. Hey, cold call. It is personally, it it's individualized to you. Yeah, yeah, you send it to my LinkedIn. Okay, okay. <laughs> So anyways, Tim Elmore talks about this thing called a quarter life crisis. Now, apparently this, these things have gone on in the past, but now they actually have a name again, which is quarter life crisis. And what it is, is these 20 year olds, kids in their twenties and their early thirties that have never experienced any kind of failure whatsoever, never experienced any type of risk, never went out from under their, you know, their parents' wings. And, and essentially they suffer from this hardcore anxiety and so self-doubt and all this. And they, they go through a quarter life crisis, right? And this is the state of the world, apparently that we're living in right now, man, that we've got 20 year olds that should be enjoying, you know, a, a nice, good, fun time, right. Coming out of the college, 
coming out of graduation, you've got, you don't have a lot of, you know, assets and things like that. So it's a good time to probably maybe take some risk in life, but man, just can't do it. So quarter life crisis guys, I don't get it. I didn't experience one. So maybe that's why I don't get it. That's yeah, gotta probably, be social yeah. media, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. You're, you're exactly right. It's just comparison, uh, comparison to, to everyone else, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you you look at it and you you come out of college People just kind of told you, you're going to get your master's. You go on LinkedIn and there, there should be a job in your inbox and you're good. But the, the real world, like real men that run this country, blue collar citizens, it's a lot of being told that you're not good enough at whatever you're doing. And then you have to just get up. You, you don't have any time to sit there. You just have to go do something else. And eventually enough trial and error and you find a niche somewhere. But today's group of people, this entire generation, not everybody, but a lot of them, they want to show up and be told that they're really good at something right away when that's never the way the world worked. They hadn't even done anything to earn that yet. Right. There we go. All right. Round one out of the way. All right. Number four. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Listen, I'm terrible with this. Christian's much better. So, Chef, man, I apologize for my uh, my terrible numbers there. But you're doing um, hey, for me, one of the things that I really just can't understand is messy people. I can't understand people. I, you know, I used to say that I tried to not be judgmental, but I'm very judgmental. You know, I believe that you can look at someone's car and you can tell a lot about a person. You can tell, you know, what kind of what kind of person they are. Uh, I remember one time I was going out to move this girl in the office. I was going to move her car. And, you know, she was, she was an attractive young lady and I went out and her car was just a dump. And I just thought, man, I feel so sorry for this poor girl. I want to go wash her car. I want to clean it up. I want to show her there's a better way because man, messy people just can't, I just can't job with that. Like whether it's your desk is messy, your car, you know, uh, whatever it might be. I, I can't handle that and can't, can't get with that. So messy people is definitely something uh, I needed to vent about today. Agreed. I can't stand messy people either. I'm kind of an orderly person, Todd. I mean, if you can't keep your stuff in order, that's just that's just beyond me. Oh my gosh, y'all some haters, man. Listen, I mean, I got a I got a six year old and an eight year old that you know they they leave crumbs wherever they go, man. I mean, that gum. And, that's the and, toughest it, part. Yeah. Hey, and listen, son. You know, sometimes I got a lot of paperwork, man. That you know, it's it's on my desk. What can I say? I know you're having a quarter life crisis about your crumbs, but you just need to get out there and clean those up and suck Hey, it up. listen, listen, we're going to give you a midlife crisis by dogging you on those number fours here in a second. That's right. Oh, oh I know man. it's coming. Hey, messy people. Hey, hey, you've been about it, buddy. Let us know. Yeah. All right. Coming in at my number four, this is probably another unpopular opinion that people have, but I'm kind of tired of this. I'm over it. I call them vaccine warriors especially the cartoon vaccine. I mean, the, um, the COVID vaccine warriors, it's like, you know, if you got it, great. If you didn't, great. You're still alive. You're still alive. I'm still alive. Who cares at this point? I mean, you got it good. Stop talking about it. Where COVID is, is, is over. I mean, the flu is back. Thank God. Uh, a disease that we know about. Oh, yay. But I mean, if you got the vaccine, cool. If you didn't get the vaccine, cool. I, I'm tired of hearing about the, the the vaccine and how good of a person you are because you did or didn't get it. Woo! 
Are there people still virtue signaling over vaccines? Yeah, man. How about that? It's that. it just it's 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 wild. Well, All when right. it's the highlight of your personality for the past year and a <laughs> half, I mean, where else are you supposed to go? It can't just go away. That that's the thing is, I mean, you guys wouldn't believe I'm in the sports world now. You, I, even though we're covering sports, it's our job. People expect you at some point if you have any. I guess you can say on social media, notoriety, followers, people expect you to make some type of statement, tell what you think. Everyone's going to tell them, tell their audience what they think. And really, as a sports journalist and a person in the media, I was forced by my colleagues, or not really my colleagues at OutKick, of course, but by the sports journalist world to accept the COVID vaccine. Now, I have no problem with people getting the vaccine, but the issue is that people's entire personalities and how much they can tolerate you as an individual based on your opinion on COVID vaccines. That's just, it's so whack. I feel like everybody here on this podcast agrees. Just the fact that you could even say that right now, but you go on other podcasts and they get all uptight. Summed it up perfectly. All right. Good deal, man. All right. You are up for your number. I'm up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. No, I've got a good one. So this one, I've wanted to get this one off my chest for a while. And I go, you can call it fast food. You can go to a, a sub, a place that makes subs, um, not Chipotle, but any place with service where they'd make anything. I get to the register. You just turned around and put a pizza in the oven. Do not look at me and have me click a tip. That button has never existed in all of humanity. Get it out of the industry. No one's here to spend. We're at fast food for a reason. I'm at Jimmy John's for a specific reason. If I go to Jimmy John's, I'm expecting to pay. And don't get me wrong. The prices of sandwiches and everything is getting more expensive. And we're not happy about it. But we have to accept that. I can't turn around and just hand someone 20% because they just turned around, clicked a button, and handed it to me. That to me, and I'm a big tipper when it comes to restaurant quality, but when we're talking about fast food, I can't tip. I agree 100%, Chef. I appreciate it. I, I, I can't, I cannot deal with it. I can't do it. And they, they look at me, they, they turn the thing around, they go, there's going to be a little question there and they turn it around. Yeah. They bring it to you. The ones that bring it to my attention. I like want to look them dead in the eye and push straight up. No tip. No. Me and my fiance actually just started putting our foot down. I used to, I used to fold onto that. I would fold. I'd put 20% like a joker. Uh, now my fiance forces me to hit now. How about your boys at the concession stands at a major league baseball game who pass you your Coke and your peanuts <laughs> and have the tip on there too, man. Oh. You know, a lot of those guys have been there a long time. That That's the thing is I've seen they, there's recognizable faces passing out peanuts and Skittles. I recognize those faces. So those guys, I feel like we build a relationship and I'm like, okay, this person at this point over the years might recognize me or actually loves these fans. These people working at Jimmy John's or wherever, they don't give a rip. I'm in front of them right now. If I wasn't here, they'd be happy and they'd be on their phone. 100% agree. It was on my cutting room floor. Not going to make my top five tonight, but 
Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I came in with six uh, really on my list and I'm trying to decide what I want to go with next. I, I shuffled like mid mid episode, but so I'm going with number four, my original number four, kind of in line with something we've, we've already discussed, but the issues, a statement like bad things happen, right? Like people are going to do dumb stuff and we all know it's stupid. We all know it's bad. We all know it's a terrible thing to say or a terrible thing to do. Why does everybody associated with that person in that geographical region feel the need to issue a statement? Like it loses the point of issuing a statement. Like uh, something happened this week. I don't remember what it was, but there was like four groups or four teams or something that, that had to issue a statement. And it's just is really old and I'm just tired of it. Like we all know it was a terrible thing to say. We all know that, you know, the bulk of us disagree with it, but like, why do we have to keep doing it? I don't get it. It's probably like half of half of the nation doesn't need a statement for anything like real adults that we don't need to be told anything. Like we're, we don't feel like we're owed anything. Cause that's the reality. Our parents taught us that. Nobody owes you Jack. They don't owe you a statement. They don't owe you a job, nothing. So if someone says something offensive, like when, uh, what was the, oh, Janet Jackson, when Janet Jackson went out there and had that malfunction, no one ever, people were apologizing, making statements. We're so sorry. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, she just went through a traumatic experience on national television. And their first thought was my offense. What a joke. When I was a little kid, I knew that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's out of hand. Along with that, like corporations making statements to me, like, you know, I don't really care for the most part what your stance is on this or that. Like, I just want to go buy my stuff and, you know, do do business, right? Like, um, I mean, to some degree I care, I guess, but it's just out of control and just so many different statements about every little thing that happens mm-hmm. in, in the news. And it's just, it's just overwhelming. 100%. All right, man. Good shot. Here we go. Coming in at number four, guys, sentence finishers. You know what I'm talking about. You're trying to tell a story or answer a question, really, that maybe they've just asked you and they hop in and finish the sentence. They want to finish the sentence. Exactly, Jerry. Oh, my bad. (laughs) But, But here's what they do ultimately is they instantly go into answering their own question because the reason why they asked the question to begin with is because they just simply wanted to answer their own question and tell you about it, right? Like, Oh, how was your Christmas? Oh, I had a good, oh, it was a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we had a good Christmas too, you know. I mean, we did this and this and this and this and this and this and this, right? And that's, you know, we just, I, I see this all the time, man. Sentence finishers, got to vent about that. It's annoying, right? I just, I probably do like a physical eye roll when, when they hop in and do that when I'm talking to them. It, it seems like the people that do that are repeat offenders, right? Like, you know, the person when they ask you the question, you know that once you start talking, that it's going to, they're going to interrupt you almost immediately, right? You can, you can almost count it down and predict that it's going to happen. And so it's just so wild and just hard. It's hard to tolerate. And, and it makes you honestly not want to interact with that person at all, to be honest. You know, do and you I think, think they we, know. Yeah, I, you know what? No, I don't think they do. I don't think they're self aware of that. I would hope that if, if I have any bad habits like that, y'all would tell me in the pod fam. Okay. All right. We tell you about a lot. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I'll, stay, pretty honest. 
I'll say this. I think we're try we try to be intentional about not talking over each other. And that's hard to do sometimes when you got a panel of five. But yeah, Colin, I don't think they are self-aware. But number four, sentence finishers. Number right. three. <laughs> number three for me, man, this is just something that drives me crazy. All of us are big sports guys, right? One of the things I can't tolerate is people who boo their own team. For me, that makes absolutely no sense. You know, I am a big college football guy, and, like, all I can think about, because I've been to some Clemson games before where, you know, we've been losing to somebody we shouldn't lose to, be losing to at halftime or whatever, and there's booing happening. And all I can think about is, man, there's recruits in the house, right? Like, there's people here, and they think this is your culture. And, you know, and these are these are supposed to be your people, right? Like, these are this is your team. And you're you're booing them, and I just can't I can't tell right I I can't get down with that, and don't don't really understand why people do that. So booing your own team at number three for me. Didn't I see you booing DJ two weekends ago? <laughs> Shh, no, don't tell that. <laughs> I don't boo. This has happened with Aaron Judge, right? Like, yeah, I'm not a booer. Playoffs. I'm not a booer, but I understand why people boo. I get it because it's just a matter. It depends on the really the dynamic between the fans. Like when you are from a a city like Philadelphia, New York, really an an up tempo city where it's high strung, they're the people that are booing. I mean, you're not gonna go to a Diamondbacks game. In Arizona, we're chilling. If we're down 10 right. nothing, <laughs> no one's gonna boo because it's it's the mentality of just where you are. So, I mean, you go to New York, I mean, you can, it feels like you're being booed because if someone gets upset with you in New York, they're so angry at you, you can, you feel like you are being booed. So I can kind of understand it only in certain areas, but would I show up to Yankee Stadium and boo? No. Jose Altuve came up to the plate. I went to the game in June with my fiance. I would have never in a million years sat up there and booed. It would have never happened. Good explanation. I can get down on that. I agree with you. Like, it depends on what the expectations of of where you are. I will voice my disposition with certain aspects of the people that I enjoy, but I'm not going to boo you running off the field. Number three, uh, so great minds think alike. Sometimes, Chef, you and I have a good mind thinking. The uh, tipping thing made my cutting room floor at number three. Back to what we talked about earlier about the number three, man, don't ask me for a tip at a fast food restaurant. Aside from saying, what would you like to order and pressing in the keys, which back in the 1900s, it was expected you did that with no tip. I'm not tipping you. It's just not happening. Fair enough. Chef. Is it my turn? Okay. Number um, three. Yeah. This is a, this is something that happened very recently. My biggest issue right now and it's it's high up on my list this new twitter verified badge thing that elon musk is doing is the worst idea of all time (laughs) it's i can't i cannot stress to you guys enough how ridiculous it is i want just to break down exactly what the reality is i can start an account called adrian wojanowski and verify that account because i paid eight dollars this month and start tweeting that the Cleveland Cavaliers have traded Donovan Mitchell to the Phoenix Suns for Devin Booker in a pick, and people would believe it because it's verified. The entire point of the verified badge is so that people know it's really the person that's tweeting. 
People don't need to know that the average Joe is really tweeting. We just see it. There's 11 followers. Someone with 11 followers shouldn't be verified. And don't get me wrong. A lot of people who are verified on Twitter shouldn't be verified. There's a lot of just like random bloggers that are verified. And for some reason they have notoriety, but for someone to be able to pay $8 and like, that's the only criteria to be verified. And I think Musk is what he's trying to do is get rid of bots, but they should just not allow people to have fake accounts on Twitter. No one should be able to DM me. They shouldn't even be able to contact me or any of you guys with a fake account. And, and that's like really where like 99% of the negativity comes from anyway. So if he's trying to get rid of all the trolling and all the fake little accounts so that he can capitalize on all the money and in the really, really like all the investments, then just make people have a real face and verify who they are on their social media platform. Don't mess with the verified badge. Yeah, the the fake Twitter accounts get us enough with the sports stories. The last thing we need is blue check marks running around doing it too. Oh, um, it's a disaster. Yeah, totally agree. So number three for me, those of you that know me on the pod, I'm a baseball purist. Uh, it's it's the the most purest form of sport there is. I love it. I love everything about it. If you don't like the shift, learn to hit the other way or lay down a bunt until they stop it. It's just plain and simple. I hate the fact that we're moving to this shift rule. Uh, I think it's bad for the game. I think it's going to continue to lead to more and more strikeouts and lack of guys putting the ball in play. It's it's what you're taught at your most basic form of baseball is you put the ball in play, plain and simple. So I hate the shift. I need to get it off my chest. I'll probably continue to vent about it on further episodes. I like it, dude. Way to get that off your chest, man. It needed to be said. I appreciate that. Bunt the ball, put it in play, hit it up. Oppo, man, I'm with you. All right, here we go. Coming in at number three. Sorry if I'm offending anybody, but not really. You need to hear this if I do offend you on this. Parents, tell your kids to put the phone up at the dinner table. Don't take the iPad into the restaurant and let them sit there and play Pac-Man or whatever it is that they're playing, man. A couple things. Number one, man, they grow up and they don't even know how to talk at the dinner table with people and carry conversation on them. Number two, man, I got to sit here and field questions for my own kids. Daddy, daddy, let me play with your phone. Let me get the iPad out. Blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not doing that. Don't do it. So there we go. Venting about that. Kids playing on the phone or the iPad at the dinner table. Good vent. I agree with that. How are you even going to develop relationships with people if you can't develop relationships with your own family? I guess, man. I don't know. I don't get it. It's frustrating. Number two. So this is something that I want to vent about. And, you know, something I've been venting about to my family and they don't seem to get it. So I'm just going to take it to the masses because I don't know where else to go with it. Unfortunately, for some reason in my family, I seem to be the only one who can kill bugs in the house. My wife yes. can't do it. My yes. kids can't do it. Yes. I, I just listen. I can't what is understand that? at all. Yeah, I don't understand at all. I mean, it's not going to kill you, right? It's a bug. You just take a shoe, take a, a paper towel, take a whatever and kill it it's like mass hysteria if somebody sees a bug in the house and there've been instances where it's been trapped under something till I could get home to kill the bug. And so oh. I just don't understand why, why I'm the only person in my family 
that can kill the bug. And I'm, it's not, my vent's not getting me anything, uh, get me anywhere with anybody else. So I figured I'd bring it to the masters to see if we can maybe do something. I love it, man. I love it. You know, I think most men in the house can, can say that it's similar in their homes. Colin, on the other hand, is reversed, right? Ashton takes care of all the bug killings while he, <laughs> he climbs on top of the couch. Yeah. She grew up in the woods. She's not, she's not afraid to handle those things. <laughs> yes. Bug Killers 101. I'm with you. I'm a professional bug killer at my home, too. All right. Coming in at number two for me, something I need to vent about are fast lane, slow drivers. Get out of my way. If you are in the fast lane and you're going the speed limit, move over to the slow lane because there's people who really want to break the law around here. I want to go fast. I'm trying to get somewhere. I got ticket money. Okay. My driving is if I get pulled over out there, state troopers, Mike Sloan, uh, you might be listening, but I got ticket money. Move out of my way because that's why there are multiple lanes. It's not for you to drive in the slow lane and go the speed limit or below. I am riding your tail because I'm in the fast lane where you need to move over. I got places I got to go. My little 370Z wants to go fast. It does not go slow. It goes fast. I drive fast. Get out of my way, please. Thank you. Just just go Ross Chastain and put her in the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean. Just bam, in the wall. My man says, I got ticket money. <laughs> That's a Never heard of that before. Yeah, for sure. Man, right, I well. will say this, though. Now that I live in Metro Atlanta for 10 years or more, when I come to South Carolina, all of you drive slow. That's that's true. You I haven't agree. been in front of me. Okay, so it's my turn now. I got to go. I'm looking at a few things I have listed. I got to go babies on an airplane. You, you cannot. I, I think at this point, it needs to be in law. You can't. <laughs> there's no way. When I tell you, now this is a short flight. Me and my fiance went to San Diego, went and saw some family. I was looking at some suits for the wedding. And we took this short 45 minute flight. When I tell you guys, this baby turned this flight of just relax. It was a relaxation. Everyone's ordering drinks. Everyone's in a good mood. This baby screamed for 45 minutes straight. The second we snapped our seatbelts, to the moment we landed, this baby was screaming. Didn't stop, not even for a break. It ruined the entire flight. The entire flight. There's turbulence. I'm almost positive this baby caused the turbulence. It was horrible. A waste <laughs> of everyone's time. I wanted my money back. It was bad. And I told my fiance, when we have kids, I'm driving these, these little things. I'm not getting i'm not bringing this kid on a plane i'm not bringing him to a movie theater when the kid's old enough to be able to understand my commands and show the type of discipline that i'm teaching them once they're that age they're old enough to do these things but but anytime before that adults have stuff going on they don't want to they don't want to hear a baby they don't want to see a baby they don't look cute none of it so I wasn't, I wasn't having any of it. It, it pretty much ruined my Friday night. Mm, mm. Hey, I broke the law one time, man, and, and took my one-year-old daughter at the time on a long flight. But, man, I tell you what, got lucky. No crying, no nothing, oh. man. Got lucky. 
The poor people on the plane got lucky. I tend sure to disagree with you. I got three children, and there was a whole time of the baby stages. Like, I, would, I just refused to go anywhere at all. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I like that. You. That's a good vent, dude. All right, coming in at number two for me. Typically, I'm a party of two at a restaurant. No kids, so usually just a party of two. It could also apply when you're a party of four, uh, but you go somewhere, Texas Roadhouse, Olive Garden, anywhere that has a, a bread basket, and they come out with an odd number. Like, you got two people and you got three rolls. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I want the second roll, but I don't want to take it from my wife. Or you go to, to Olive Garden with, you know, a double date and there's five breadsticks. Like, it just makes it awkward for everybody. Never thought about it. Y'all know what I'm saying? Well, how about, how about, what about if you order a cheesesteak? I mean, is it the same thing, right? You got five. I, it is the same thing, but I at least could understand the cheesesteaks a little bit more. Like the bread's not as expensive to make. Like it's just not a, it's just not as expensive. They're, they're, they're throwing out tons of rolls. (laughs) Oh man, that's perfect. You know what? There is no explanation for it, right? I mean, just bring out an equal serving. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, guys, number two here. I've been wanting to vent about this for a long time. It may not get on anybody else's nerves in the entire universe, but it gets on mine and as for a long time, okay? And that is NFL players that just drop the ball wherever the play ends, okay? Whether that's 10 yards out of bounds, whether that's 50 yards down the field, they never look to – Okay, where's the official? Well, let me let me give this to somebody and make their job a little bit easier. Now they just drop it right there wherever it is. Ah, somebody get that. I'm just going to drop the ball right here. However, we see in the two-minute offense, they are very, very capable of getting it into the hands of the officials to try to hustle along the game so they can get down the field for a game-winning field goal or a touchdown or something like that. I don't know about y'all. It gets on my nerves. And maybe it gets on my nerves a lot because then you see some of the other wide receivers or running backs that always seem to toss the ball back to an official. And it just seems like that's just a good-natured gesture that somebody's doing to help somebody else out. I don't know. Anybody else with me on this? Larry Fitzgerald used to do that very well. And sometimes, like, you just have to read the room. And it's like you want to be convenient, right? I mean, if you're in the NFL, you make a catch. Maybe you're in a two-minute offense. Maybe you're not. Like, even if it's really, there's no urgency, just throw the ball to the official. The official has to go get the damn thing anyway. If you're sitting at a dinner table and your waitress comes over and she's picking up your plates, you guys are done. Don't you think it makes sense to pick up the fork and put it on the plate? You don't just leave your stuff all over the table. Let's go. That was almost one of mine. I almost added that to my list. I, I basically bust the table for him. Yes. Good point. Good point never, for sure. Never really noticed the, you know, not giving the ball back thing. I always thought they had ball boys for that. So, yeah. Well, I mean, they do. Whoever the, the side judge is, they get the balls from the ball boys. The ball boys don't necessarily run the ball out to the field, they don't need a ball replacement most of the time. All right. Anyways, hey, here we go. Number one. All right, so here we are, all the way to number one. Man, when we started talking about this, there's no doubt. And some of this might be the time of year that this uh, podcast is being recorded. But, man, for me, number one, something I need to vent about is political ads. Man, I am so sick of every time I look at YouTube, I try to watch TV, it's political ad over political ad. And 
man, by this time, surely you know who you're going to vote for. And, you know, beside that, it's so disheartening, honestly, to watch these ads because they're so just dirty and slimy. So often I think, man, we can't have good people in office because you have to be such a such a slime ball to be able to get elected, right, with these these ads. And so for me, number one, without a doubt, something I had to vent about is political ads. Just can't stand them. And it's just, man, they just come one right after the other and they just never stop. So what you're telling me is, is that you're tired of Warnock and Walker's ad campaigns against each other. A hundred percent. Yes. They're so mean to each other too, man. They just drag each other through the mud. It's horrible. Yeah, Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I like that. That's a good vent. I'm tired of them too, man. Good job. Good pick. Yeah, I agree. Coming in at number one for uh, Enzyme, back to the traffic. People who don't zipper into the one-lane road. So I'm talking like if you're traveling on the interstate or if you're traveling on a road and you clearly see the big orange sign that's on the side of the road that says one-lane road, one mile ahead, please start zippering into the left lane. Don't try to drive up to the cones so you can pass everybody. Don't start driving up so that it gets even slower. Like, oh, that's really isn't for me. They're not really doing construction. They're really doing construction. That's why there's one at a mile. That's why there's one at a thousand feet, 500 feet. It's not there for your reading entertainment or your homophones. Just get over and zipper into one lane of traffic instead of trying to beat everybody and making things more difficult. Don't think that you're going to ride beside me for that mile and then I'm going to let you cut in front of me. It ain't happening. I will be as close to the car in front of me as I possibly can, and I will make you hit my car. No, I'm not letting you get in and merge if you haven't attempted to merge into the one-lane road a mile back. I'm just saying. Thank you, Rant Over. Somebody check his blood pressure, man. <laughs> Collins, Collins got a good story about that. The Brewers Braves playoff game. What was it? It was like a Hertz truck that about smashed you. Something. I don't remember. I can't yeah, remember, I man. Colin it was got, a box truck. Colin got 0.9 mild like that, buddy. Big mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I like it, man. I think I might have the best uh rant answer of all time here. All right, let's go. Let's I, go. I actually thought of it in the middle of the show. And it's the number one thing that bug bugs me in the world. There's nothing else. Now, for a lot of people, every one of us here pretty much, there's something that you would really want to drive, whether it's Lamborghini or if it's a truck or a car. My dream car is a Ford Raptor. It does not, there's no other answer. If I had a billion dollars in my account, I would drive one car. It's a blacked out Ford Raptor. Now, I'm in Arizona. We see a lot of trucks. I am sick and tired of seeing Toyota Tacomas with those three lights that they put in the actual grill to simulate like they have a Raptor. If you guys understood how much I see this stuff, I drive down the road. My fiance knows I see it. I still, I know she knows that I know. (laughs) And I still have to say it. I look at her and I go, can you believe this garbage? It's a Toyota Tacoma. Stop putting those three lights on your car. 
They only come on Raptors and maybe the TRX. Stop putting it on there. It shouldn't be legal. And the whole reason that those three lights are on there is because it's a heavy load. There's actually a, like a reason that the DMV decided you have to have those lights on your car. No Toyota Tacoma is a heavy load. It's never happened before. That's not a truck. Not saying you can't buy the damn thing, but that's not a heavy load truck. If I go and buy a TV from Walmart, it doesn't fit on a Toyota Tacoma. Nope. Stop putting the lights on there. Make it illegal. I expect action. The thing I love about that answer is how passionate you are about it. Like you can see it. Oh, dude, I cannot look at it anymore. And people <laughs> do it so much because people want to be rich bad. They right. want to feel like you're driving a Raptor. I want to drive a Raptor and I don't, I drive a Kia, but I'm not going to put three lights on the front of it. I think you should just to do it. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the Raptor stripes on the side of my Kia Cadenza yes. with a dent on the side of it. And then at the top of your front windshield, put Raptor over the I really should. <laughs> yeah, rant over. I, I can't, I cannot look at it any further. Good stuff. Good stuff, Chef. All right. Number one for me. I think Kevin's the only one on on the podcast that has has been to my house or, you know, stayed over. For a night at some point and he can he can vouch that my wife has some spending habits some of those are pillows some of those are throws the most annoying one to me is organic products man oh. like listen like I, I fully acknowledge like i'm not like a the healthiest the, the most health conscious dude in the world i don't necessarily think i'm unhealthy but i'm not like on this opposite polar end of the spectrum organic milk, organic cleaning supplies. Like you don't need organic toilet bowl cleaner. Like you just don't, you don't need it. Doesn't work as good either. And like shampoo, like we've been using, people have been using regular shampoo for 40 years. Like why do I need something that's got some special chemical in it that they can sell for three times as much? Hate it, miserable about it, spend way too much money on it. And they tell you that if you don't use it, you'll get cancer. Yeah. It's I cancerous. I go, what do you I think I'm going to die of anyways? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, uh, that shampoo's got those seed oils in it, Colin. You got to stay away from those, buddy. Dude, that's funny, man. I didn't even know that they make organic cleaning products. So oh, yeah. I learned something yeah. tonight. So Ashton, but you're basically saying Ashton's not buying Clorox products right now. Nope. I keep my own supply of cleaning products. I like it. So when I'm cleaning the bathroom, <laughs> I'm using my stuff. You guys will be using like organic horsehair toothbrushes before too long. What happened? Yeah. Organic sticks straight out of the woods. I won't. All right, man. Hey, that's a nice call. All right, here we go. This is my number one. And Colin, it's almost as if you knew where I was going with this earlier when you said, guys, if I say anything annoying, I sure hope you let me know, know about this. As, as the listeners may know this, you know, I, I edit the podcast. I, I typically spend a you know, I don't know, I would say three to four hours a week or something like that, editing the podcast. And that could be knocked in half if Colin would lay off the ums. All right. So every day, apparently women say a lot more words than men do, but men say a lot of them too. When we record podcasts on Tuesday night, obviously we're saying some extra words. So according to HR, excuse me, HBR.com, the number one way to cure the ums 
whenever you're talking to a, a crowd or anybody is to embrace the pause. You got to embrace the pause. So anyways, my number one vent is Colin. You, you're making me spend an extra couple hours every week taking your ums out of the podcast. <laughs> I feel like this is some retaliation for the last episode. Oh, did he attack me last week? I missed that. Disney adults. <laughs> um, I think it was um, the Disney adults. Um, maybe. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to start embracing oh, the pause. All right. Embrace that pause, buddy. I like it, man. I appreciate you cleaning it up though. There we go. You're welcome. All right, guys, listen, almost out of time, obviously chef, we appreciate you so much, man. You brought a lot of insight to this podcast episode, man. Loved hearing your lightning round questions earlier, your lightning round answers. Tell everybody where they can find you, man. I highly, highly recommend you give Chef a follow on Twitter, man. He's very active on there. He gives some good stuff out. Yeah, so thank you guys, first off, for letting me be on here. And you can find me on YouTube at Chef Junior Productions. I just started this, built this whole studio, trying to make better better quality because my quality over the years just hasn't been very good. I've always had, like I went on national television with Newsmax and I had shoeboxes in the background. My whole family was mortified. And I decided that at some point I got to put passion into what I'm doing. And I did that. So yeah, Chef Junior Productions. We're going to go live, watch games, World Series games, um, a lot of baseball, a lot of baseball content. And it, it's going to be broad. It's not going to be a Yankee show because half the country doesn't give a rip about the Yankees. So I figured I should broaden the show. And that's what I've done. So Hopefully you guys stop by and, and find some entertainment in it. And I'll also work on my ums. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, absolutely. Well, we'll definitely check that out. And just want to also thank our listeners for checking us out and head on over to patreon.com, the power five pod. We'd love to have your support bonus content, merch from power five pod gear, sticker mule stickers, t-shirts coming your way, getting made very, very soon. Exclusive content, man. You don't want to miss it. We're looking forward to putting out some extra episodes just for that. But if not, it's cool too, man. We're coming back every single week. You know, we drop on Mondays and next week we'll be coming right back again with another episode, November the 21st. Can't wait. And we'll see you then. Say good night, Kevin. Hey, you drink the milk out of the bowl at the end. Uh nah. No. I'm anti I'm anti milk nah. drinking. Like I'd that. have maybe like I don't know, maybe two sips. Oh that's man. about it for me. Yeah. It's good to have a uh, somebody in my club on the pod tonight.